You are listening to a Banzai Retro Club podcast. Language and topics may not always be appropriate for younger listeners. Press 1 for a groovy topic from the 1970s. Press 2 for an awesome topic from the 1980s. Or press 3 for a slamming topic from the 1990s. Please choose now. Too late. We have made your selection for you. Let's start the show. So, today I actually got my podcasting desk back in the corner of my bedroom. Uh, For the longest time, uh, the desk had been moved because my wife was using it as a as her work desk when she was doing uh, her work from home. You know, mainly because of all this COVID stuff. Uh, and uh, consequently, now she's going to the office much more. Uh, they do do a fair job over there at her office to make sure that, you know, people are social distancing and if they get up and they're, you know, interacting with other coworkers, they, they're wearing masks. So she's not as home as often as I am. Um, but you know, when she was home, she liked to, uh, she had the desk set up so that it was positioned right underneath the, uh, the TV in our room so that she would be able to keep it kind of muted and in the background and keep it on, you know, so she can either watch news or, uh, uh, music while she was working as she hasn't been working from home hardly at all. Even on the days that she does, she, she opts to take her laptop and work in the backyard or on a couch versus sitting up here in the bedroom. So um, I, I finally was like, you know what? I want to get my desk back into my retro corner. So I'm back amongst my 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 pictures that have been hanging on the wall, you know, which were the uh, the signed Christy McNichol uh, picture that I talked about before. Uh, it says, hey, Dave love Christy McNichol and it's her in um, The Night the Lights Went Out in Georgia singing. Uh, she's so beautiful. She's such a beautiful person. Uh, and uh, to my left is a uh, print, an artist print of Thundercats. And right in front of me uh, by a uh, artist named Ro- Rory Smith is a, uh, a print of this young boy just having all the best 1980s toys. Uh, and also on my desk, I've got the uh, the Galaga um, mini arcade uh, cabinet, and then I also have like a uh, alarm clock that's fashioned like a Nintendo Game Boy. So you know, I've got a lot of good retro vibes here, uh, right here in the corner. Uh, so it's 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 good to be back here. Also, that I've got my uh, my table side lamp, which gives just enough light to give kind of a nice comfortable aura in the room without having the overhead light on Um, so I don't know if you guys are like me but you know I like subdued lighting you know when I'm kind of chilling out relaxing Uh, and when I'm podcasting that that's definitely you know the time to kind of chill out and relax Uh, you know we're not taking this shit too seriously you know we're not getting into you know your political drama discussions Uh, if that's your flavor of podcast you're listening to the wrong one I'm not. I'm not going down that road. I, I've tiptoed around that. 
you know, several times, but I'm, I'm not, I want to do my best to try to stay away from that. Uh, every once in a while, we'll throw something, you know, emotional out there because, you know, we're people, we're wired that way. And when there's something that emotionally affects us and we have a platform, you know, a, a podcast platform, we, we will use it. But, you know, we try to stay away from that, try to keep it lighthearted, right? So the uh, the right mood lighting helps out with that. Um, downstairs, I actually, in the lamps that we have on uh, uh, in the living room, I do have the, um, the ability to control, like, colors and how bright they are with an app on my phone. Uh, and I bought these, these lights at uh, Home Depot. They're actually just bulbs that are connected to Wi-Fi. Um, and I might do that up here in the bedroom. Actually, I think it would be really kind of nice to be able to, to do kind of a more subdued lighting. It's not that the lighting isn't subdued already, but also it'd be nice to control if you want it brighter, you know, or even get into party mode. You know, party mode on those light bulbs, uh, you know, is flashing different colors. And it's really kind of festive and nice. And, you know, I might be having a, uh, a podcast night that, you know, needs party mode. You know, you'll never see it, but, you know, it'll help me and maybe my inflection of my voice will be a, a little jazzed up because of the, uh, the the beat of what's going on with the, uh, you know, the, the lights. Um, you never know. You never know. Next time I'm at Home Depot, I might have to just uh, consider buying another, you know, a few of those bulbs. They are kind of expensive. I'll give you that. Um, but I think, you know, in, you know, in, in what it provides to us in the family room, it'd be nice to transfer that over here to the bedroom. You know, why not? Um, boy, I went a little bit deep there on light bulbs, didn't I? Just to say I'm in the corner again, my little retro corner. I'm happy to be, you know, back into what I had, you know, air quote dubbed bonsai retro club studios uh which is basically just the corner of the bedroom right next to our bed uh the, my little ikea desk had taken over as my nightstand because it's got my alarm clock and my charging cable for my phone which i plug in at night but i'm also back together again with my my google device which has always been here in the corner and i could have moved but i never did so um hey google say hello I'm doing good, thank you. Good to hear. Let me know if you need anything. You got it. Thank you. Um, so yeah, I had uh, you know had access to her. I could have moved her to like you know where I had the desk underneath the TV, but I'm just too lazy. Uh, so you know I was using her before and having her read like the synopsis of movies when I'm doing the essential movie podcast. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if you know that was really you know, providing uh, enough detail. Uh, but, you know, now I'm going to go, you know, a different route of being able to go into the main blurb of Rotten Tomatoes and read it versus relying on the quick hit that uh, the Google device is going to give me. Um, you know, another thing that kind of gets me in the, uh, you know, uh, comfort sleep mode is that um, I use Google to... Uh, play rain noise when I sleep. I've always been, you know, someone that needs kind of the white noise that's going on. 
Uh, and typically it's, you know, having like a fan. And for the longest time, we had a fan that was right on top of my dresser that provided that noise. But Google has a wealth of sounds that she's able to provide, you know, for that kind of sleep aid. Uh, and maybe I'd say a month ago, I realized that she had uh, rain sound. So it's the uh, the sound of, you know, like it's constantly raining like all night. Uh, and it's coming from our Google Mini speaker. And, you know, before I go to bed, I'm basically telling her to play rain noise. And uh, that just plays all night. Uh, the problem I ran into this morning was that uh, she had uh, somehow lost connection to the uh, the network. Uh, so she had stopped and it was really just completely quiet. And then our, our smallest dog, Charlie, uh, had decided to come up into our bedroom. And when he comes into the bedroom on the hardwood floor, his little uh, paws, you know, and his nails, you hear a lot of the click, 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 click noise. So it, it kind of woke me up. And then not having her giving me the the white noise that helps me sleep longer. Um, it was like, I was at the point where I was just like, fuck it, I'm getting up. So I got up earlier than I was kind of ready to get up. Uh, courtesy of the dog who wanted to be fed. Um, but it didn't help the fact that, you know, Google Mini wasn't doing her job. Uh, and, you know, if she wants to blame the internet, that's fine. But, you know, she's... She's on probation now, you know, because of that. Uh, she can be a naughty girl sometimes. Damn you, Google. But, you know, enough about that. You know, I'm back in the corner. That's really the point. Um, I think I've kind of given enough tangent discussion, you know, for the, uh, the start of this episode. So I think I'm ready to get going with this. I'm actually excited to talk about this movie. Uh, so without further ado, let's jump into it. Okay. Let's just jump right in there. Like, uh, Nike would say, just do it. This is a something podcast. I don't think there's anybody back there. You or any of your family ever seen a spook, specter, or ghost? If the answer is yes, then don't wait another minute. Pick up your phone and call the professionals. Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Our courteous and efficient staff is on call 24 hours a day to serve all your supernatural elimination needs. We're ready to believe you. Now we know. And knowing is half the battle. Ex. To each other. And... Party on, dudes! Hey, this is Dave, and you are listening to Bonsai Retro Club Podcast. Thank you all for being a part of our club and giving us a download and listen. We do so much appreciate you in so many ways, our listener. Uh, so this is another one of those series that predominantly I am a solo voice. Uh, 
and I'm sorry if that's not your flavor of vodka. Um, by the way, flavor of vodka, does anyone know where I picked that up? Uh, that was from the Ocean's Eleven movie. So if I could be just as good as a, uh, a heartthrob as George Clooney, and I can pull off talking like him, maybe, you know, uh, you know, women will understand how awesome I am. Actually, the only one that matters is my wife. Uh, but anyway, um, what we're talking about tonight is the essential movie list. Found this list on RottenTomatoes.com. They're counting down from 140 to number one. I, in my, you know, in my mind, had decided, you know what, we're going to record an episode for every one of those uh, movies. So it's a limited series, but it's a quite substantial series because uh, we're going to have 140 episodes, probably, excuse me, probably 142 and all said and done because I had a kickoff episode that was like an introduction to this series. And I'm sure at the end of this journey, I'm going to do a wrap-up episode. So, but the movies themselves are going to be 140 in total. You know the next movie on the list that I'm talking about, and that is Fast Times at Ridgemont High, which is number 59 on the list, released in 1982. Uh, what I'm going to go ahead and do is the only research that I can uh, on the uh, essential movie podcast series is just looking up the write-up that they did on RottenTomatoes.com about the specific movie. So, uh, for the uninitiated, Fast Times Richmond High is based on a 22-year-old Cameron Crowe's undercover expose on life in a Southern California public high school. This groundbreaking effort represents alternately poignant and funny look at episodes from the lives of some of the students as they prepare themselves for life in the outside world. Many popular stars made their debuts in the film, including Anthony Edwards, Nick Cage, and Eric Stoltz. It is also the film that made Sean Penn a star for his portrayal of the dopey, passive-slash-aggressive surfer, Jeff Spicoli. Universal Pictures presents everything you always wanted to do in high school with everyone you always wanted to do it with. Hey, bud. Let's party. They're the students of Ridgemont High. Uh Brad Hamilton, the fast food king. I shall serve no fries for their time. It says 100% guaranteed, you moron. Mister, if you don't shut up, I'm going to kick 100% of your ass. Charles Jefferson, a man with a mission. Oh, gnarly! Linda Barrett, not exactly the girl next door. Awesome! Totally awesome! And Jeff surfs up Spicoli. People on moods should not drive. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Oh, 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 oh. 
so um there's so much to talk about with this movie love this movie i love 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 this movie and um scott may be mad at me for recording this essential movie without him i'm almost sure this is one of the ones that he was like you know what you have to include me on that discussion so scott when you get to listening to this i'm sorry dude i'm sorry you're Time away from the podcast for like three weeks just coincided with the same time that I was getting through the list. And, you know, I had problems when initially I started to do this central movie list. And I was like, you know what, I'm going to just do it as a ad hoc whenever I have time available. But anytime that I have to coordinate the timing with someone else, it gets kind of kludgy. And sometimes I it, it causes kind of a gap in you know, the, uh, the storyline of, you know, posting these and the, and the timeline that they need to be posted. So it's nothing against you, Scott. It's just because I, I lack organizational skills to make sure that we record these things earlier when you're available. So it's all on me, brother. Um, so God, this fucking movie is awesome. Um, it, we talked about it so many times already on the podcast and you know various you know uh discussions i mean i know that we even talked about it as a um you know one of our favorite sex comedies and i'm almost sure scott you know scott brought this one to the table so we've already been at length with this movie um so i don't know what else you know that i can contribute or add to it you know other than what we've already said um you know, as a personal experience, um, I was probably more of like the character Mark Ratner. Um, that was probably me. I was a bit more naive uh, to the ways of women. Uh, and in fact, there was a situation where I had a Stacy Hamilton type of experience where I was being... Um, you know, I had somebody that was a bit more aggressive with me, uh, but unlike, uh, Mark Ratner, I, I went along for the ride. So I was not able to just, you know, I didn't like pack up and say, I, I gotta go, you know, get my sister, her car back, you know, cause she's crazy about, you know, her car, you know, that didn't happen with me. Um, I, I'm not, you know, trying to brag about any kind of like sexual conquest and it's not like that at all but it's just that you know I I I had known what it, that was like and had not realized it was kind of happening until you know I was right there in the situation and so I, that means that I had not picked up on the subtle signs from this girl you know that she was kind of uh, laying out um so so yeah I, uh, yeah, Th that, that's probably the deepest I'm going to go into that story. Yeah, I, I can completely go, uh, you know, into more detail, but l l let's not do that. Um, you know, let's protect the guilty. Um, but, uh, Jennifer Jason Lee's character, uh, Stacey Hamilton, I, you know, there's so many great things to be said about Phoebe Cates, Linda Barrett. I mean, she is beautiful by all you know by all standards 
uh, it's like everybody seemed to have had a crush on her, you know, in part due to this movie and, you know, some of the movies that she did afterwards. Uh, and very fair to say. But, you know, when you had the, you know, Stacy character who is, you know, in her pool house, completely nude, you know, uh, you know, after Damone had, you know, his, his brief tryst with her, you know, and she's just kind of sitting there and, you know, just not sure about what's happening. You know, I, that was definitely, you know, the, uh, the image that I, you know, couldn't get out of my head after seeing this movie. Um, I don't know if, you know, if I had the VHS and I was rewinding, you know, if I was looking at that scene more than, you know, the scene where Phoebe Case removes her top, her bikini top. Um, but anyway, you know, that's, you know, what you get when you're a teenage boy and, you know, just the wrong gust of wind will make you, uh, you know, stand erect, if you know what I mean. <sighs> Let's see. Let's go a different direction here. Spicoli. Um, I didn't know anybody like Spicoli. Um, I knew people that were kind of, um, you know, into recreational drugs, but they were a bit more together and alert and smarter than a Spicoli type character. Now it, it's it, it's harsh to try to call Jeff Spicoli dumb, um, but you know he's the quintessential stoner type dude. You know that I've always kind of appreciated because of their very upbeat positive you know positivity uh you know uh, a good example of that would be your bill and ted you know these these guys are just happy at whatever's going on in their life and they're just you know uh you know their struggles but they can just you know cope with them and it you know they're not getting themselves mentally down um but on the contrast you have a brad hamilton who you know internalizes so much going on in his world and you know you can you can see the drama you know on his sleeve uh so you know it's like if i had a choice between you know a brad hamilton you know being a brad hamilton or jeff spicoli i'm probably more like a brad hamilton but i'd want to be spicoli uh but in truth i'm a lot like rat ratner or mark ratner um see what else we got um i don't know it's it's like there's so much you know like i said we've talked about you know over the course of the podcast of this movie i feel like i'm not doing it justice by just kind of going you know by rambling you know i feel like i should have more of a uh you know put this movie on a pedestal and in fact you know speaking of which it's 59 why is it only 59 why isn't this like in the top 25 why not i swear i really need to reach out to people on rottentomatoes.com and figure out how this list is structured i really need to do that because i don't understand why we're at 59 vast Mahai should be way way higher on the list um and by the way uh, by the way i don't know if you're keeping score but if you're a loyal listener of the Essential Movie Podcast, you realize that, you know, there was a big string, a big string of movies that we had gone through that I hadn't seen. 
N on the backside of the the list. You know, as I've been scrolling around what's coming up, I'm happy to say that there's gonna be a lot less times where I'm saying, Oh, I've never seen that one. It's there's still there's still movies coming up like that and I believe there's gonna be some where you're gonna be like, What the hell? What do you mean you haven't seen that? And I expect that to happen. But you know, it's not it's not going to be as frequent as it has been, you know, lately. Uh, Fast Times Regiment High, definitely not that movie, right? I I I think this is definitely required uh, watching. If uh, somebody had missed out and not seen it, you know, I I think you know it. You have to go. You have have to have to have to have to go see this movie, uh, or download it, or whatever. Um, so many, so much, such great comedy, um, and I'm such a fan of Cameron Crowe. You know, uh, his writing style and his stuff that he does is just brilliant. Uh, I don't think I've ever met a Cameron Crowe movie that I didn't like. I would look it up. I would look it up just to see what other, you know, if there is a movie that I haven't seen that's Cameron Crowe written, but. Uh, yeah, right now the ones that are coming to mind, I, I, I'm, you know, you know, they're beloved of uh, favorites of mine. Um, like I said, it's tough not to Google things, you know, because when you're, you're doing when we're doing the essential movie list, I don't want to Google anything. Um, but back to Fast Times at Richmond High. I mean, this was not my high school. Um, I did have a high school teacher that liked to sit at the front of the class uh this is a history teacher and read from the book like verbatim and as you can imagine it was the most boring ass class uh ever imaginable but i related a lot to the ben stiller ferris bueller you know like bueller bueller anyone anyone voodoo economics um, so, yeah, you know, once again, that's not, you know, Fast Times Rational High, you know, you've, the, I, I, I never had a, well, actually I did, uh, I had a Mr. Han type of character from my ninth grade English class, uh, Mr., Mr. Glaw or Gao, Mr. Gao, I think, um, but yeah, he wore kind of the same white shirt and black pants every day. And I think there's even a reference to that where uh, Stacy and Mark Ratner are talking about, you know, that there's this one teacher that wears the same thing every day, like a same suit. So this guy had that same kind of thing going on. Um, but like Mr. Hand, he tried, he was very kind of in your face kind of a deal where he was like, I don't say he locked the door and I don't want to say that he made kind of a, um, you know, where he was going around and, you know, grabbing glasses off of people and saying, what are you stoned and things like that. But he, he was passionate, I guess is the word that I'm looking for. And Mr. Han is definitely a passionate teacher and, and much like this guy was too. Um, but you know, the way he taught English was, I don't know. It wasn't something that I really got behind. I got more out of another English teacher called Mr. Anderson uh, from, you know, my 10th grade year. 
but uh, in uh, yeah, in this case, it was ninth grade. You know, he was kind of like, Ugh, we gotta go to this guy's class again. But you know, we 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 were in the the back row. There was me and you know four friends, and you know we just enjoyed having you know fun with each other, like you know, by you know just kind of trying to make the most of class. Um, and I, I guess Spicoli was a bit like that, right? You know, even though, you know, I never ordered a pizza, uh, in class, but it would have been fun to see somebody do it or try it, especially with Mr. Glau. <laughs> I haven't thought about him in years. That's fun. See, that's another good reason why it's, uh, good to go down this, uh, retro memory thing, you know, because you get to kind of re revisit things you know, that you hadn't thought about, uh, in a long time. And I'm trying to find ways to compare, you know, the things that happen at Fast Times Ridgemont High with my own life. Um, see, I didn't know anybody like Damone. I didn't know anybody that was like a scalper. Um, so I didn't, my, my first, my freshman year, I was at a small Southern town that was way away from any major city. So like going to big concerts was something that just didn't happen. But when I had moved at the beginning of my sophomore year into my junior and senior year, which is where I graduated, we were closer to Orlando. So going into that kind of thing was possible, made you know it easier, but I never because I was so new at that environment, I never really took advantage of that, you know, advantage of going to concerts. Um, you know, I had gone with friends cruising, you know, where we would go up and down International Drive in Orlando. Uh, so for those of you that may know that, that's called iDrive by the locals. Um, so there was always, you know, a ton of activity along that strip, uh, major thoroughfare in Orlando. Um, so, uh, and a lot of tourist activity, usually a lot, you can usually see a lot of hot girls. So it was, a, it was a good, you know, time to, you know, have a friend with a car, you know, going on a, a Friday night, you know, up and down international drive. Um, but yeah, not really going to any concerts. Um, so, you know, having somebody like a Damone in my life may have been cool. Um, I did have some discretionary income, but I blew it on uh, Dungeons & Dragons books versus, you know, uh, anything substantial like going to a concert. Um, yeah, I worked at the grocery store. I don't know if uh, I mentioned that before. Actually, I did. So, yeah, I was working at a, a grocery store called Publix. Uh, and, you know, I guess much like Brad Hamilton... You know, I kind of always had, you know, that kind of an era of responsibility of working. Um, so in that way, I relate to him. Um, I didn't mind wearing the uniform, though. I mean, it was kind of stupid and dorky uh, at Publix at that time. You know, they required all of the uh, front, what they call us, people that were in the uh, either part-time stockmen or the front-end clerks. Um, to wear a, uh, it was basically a green apron, which is what, you know, Publix has always had, was like a dark forest green uh, theme for their uh, stores. 
so we had an apron, obviously a name tag, and then it'd be like a, a dark slacks, white shirt, and a black tie. Uh, for a while there, I was rocking one of those uh, sock ties, um, and then some. Sometime I had graduated into like a bow tie. Uh, the bow tie wasn't anything fashionable. It was just because it was easier to work without having you know a tie get in your way. Even though it was kind of buried behind an apron, still you know sometimes you just don't want to fuck with it, and having a tie keeps everything out of the way. Having a bow tie, I mean. There's always a clip on, by the way. I never really figured out how to do the. Uh, I knew how to tie a regular tie, but the bow tie I never learned. You know, so it was one of those that had a little clasp on the hook on the side. Uh, but unlike Brad, I uh, I definitely, you know, had uh, didn't mind, you know, putting the uniform on, you know, and you know I kind of enjoyed interacting with the, um, you know, my coworkers. You know the other high school students and even those that had been a bit older you know they had some good interactions and a lot of fun so i i i, I kind of treasured those you know those moments <clears throat> boy getting tough to talk um so for me you know a lot of my social interaction was with my uh, my coworkers, you know more so than my at my high school but uh, I do remember, you know, many a times where the, you know, some of the uh, women, you know, that was working there at the, at the store, you know, I was appreciating their form. Yeah, even though their uniforms were sucked a lot more than ours, uh, you know, being the guys, you know, that still, um, you know, I still appreciated, you know, uh, their beauty you know, in, in those sucky uniforms for them. Um, so, so yeah. Um, fast times are high. How, how else was my life like this? Um, the, uh, the person that I kind of alluded to or talking about, you know, the, uh, the, the, the sexual encounter that I had, uh, she in no way was like, Jennifer Lee's Jennifer Jason Lee's character where she was kind of experimenting she was definitely um, um, experienced so uh, so that was definitely an interesting encounter so um, you know I don't know if she had you know been popular with you know other girls where they were you know be talking about you know how to you know give oral and use carrots, you know, as, you know, ways to practice, you know, in the lunchroom, you know, I never witnessed that. Um, but, uh, that would definitely have been, you know, making the, uh, the old, uh, high school news, uh, if you will, if that did happen. Um, some background stuff. I, I don't remember anybody really dressing like Pat Benatar. Um, at my high school, there was definitely plenty of, you know, like heavy metal rock t-shirts, you know, some, some torn shirts and torn jeans, you know, as you do in the eighties. Um, but nobody that really had the, you know, that was kind of preppy, you know, or anything like that. So there wasn't some, I mean, there were some of those, you know, some people that had, 
you know the the jeans that fit just right and the uh, the the alligator shirts so you know those people were around but you know it wasn't you know too divisive of you know different groups um yeah i can't think of any other like similarities to my uh to my world you know the closest thing that we had in biology we never went to a morgue but uh, we definitely did our share of dissecting so there was a worm and a frog um i remember that in my biology class because my last name is white and the um the girl that uh was alphabetical uh was a girl named candy williams a very popular cheerleader and somebody that got grossed out really easily somehow i ended up always being her lab partner and i ended up having to do a lot of the work uh in order to get that grade and she kind of got to uh you know ride my coattails you know for her grade um but you know i uh i respect candy you know she uh you know she's a bright and intelligent girl for you know other avenues but uh definitely not biology and i wasn't a big fan of science either but i just you know i have to bring up that similarity to mr uh was it mr jarvis what the fuck was the, was the teacher's name that would you know that took them all to the morgue I'm gonna go with Jarvis. I'm not gonna look it up. I, I can't look it up. Uh, so I hope I got that right. I've, I've seen the movie enough that I should know it, but it's one of those things where I'm kind of slipping right now because it's getting a little later in the evening. Um, yeah, you know what? I might be out of gas on this one. I've got, Yeah, other than just talking about how friggin' awesome the movie is, that's all I've got. And you guys have already heard that so many times on the on our podcast. I, I, I it's tough for me to come up with new things to talk about for this movie. Um I I'd mentioned it before, uh, just recently when we we're talking about it, but the the scene where uh Phoebe Cates comes into the bathroom when Judge Reinhold is slapping his salami, um, in order to get uh, Phoebe Kate's reaction just right. They actually did, or um, Judge Reinhold had a uh, essentially, you know, like a, a, a dildo that he was playing with. And so her reaction was very much, you know, by surprise because she didn't know he would have that. Uh, so there's a little behind the, behind the scenes tidbit that I always found interesting. Uh, so just imagine, you know, you're having a good time on set, you're playing around with each other, and you have a, a good relationship, and then you have to film this scene where you kind of, where, where you come, you know, into the bathroom, and, you know, it, you, the other actor is supposed to be play acting like he's playing, you know, with his Johnson. But when you actually enter the bathroom and you see him holding, like, a large dildo that he's, you know, fondling, you know, I, I could see how you would get, you know, an immediate, immediate reaction like they got on film. Um, alrighty. Let's end there. That's, that's a fun note to end on, right? Um, yeah, now I'm thinking about Phoebe Cates in the red bikini. Uh, maybe I need to visit the restroom after this. Just kidding. Just kidding. Or am I? 
you'll never know. Uh, anyway, uh, this part where I'm going to remind everybody we have a website out there. It's bonsairetchclub.com. Please go onto that website, click our happy links section, and the team bonsai link is what's going to get you to the, all the social media uh, endeavors that Scott, Suzanne, Rose, myself, you know, provide to you. So whether that be our Facebook or our Twitter or Instagrams, you know, go out there, interact with us, follow us. Uh, you want to drop us an email. That's uh, McFly at bonsaireturclub.com. We'd love to get your feedback. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, you have the opportunity to give us a rating review on any of the podcasting platforms that you're listening, that you use, you know, and you have the availability to give, you know, five stars or whatever it is. You know, we would love to get that kind of feedback and, uh, you know, a review. Now, um, in the very auspicious and great words of Bill and Ted, I want to remind you to be excellent to each other. And as I have no idea when you're going to listen to this podcast, it could be morning, could be night, could be in the middle of the night. And if you're doing that, good for you. You know, but go to bed because you got to get up in the morning. Um, but since I have no idea when you're listening to this, we're going to go ahead and say have a good whatever. Bye-bye. This has been a Bonsai Retro Club production. Bonsai, Danielson! Hey, Bonsai! 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 Yeah.